Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Part two, we're talking about the Bibliaridium, the little book, and uh, what it means to us in these last days. We're going to see that the book is written within and without, front and the back side, for that which has been there in the beginning shall be in the end. And we have it both on the front and back side. The truth cycles. It's still the truth. We see, picking it up, there as we left off in part one of the Bibliaridium, the little book, in Revelation 4, there's a voice talking with John of a trumpet. That door's open in heaven. Not a rapture. It is a higher revelation of the Word of God. We know that because when John said that door opened in heaven, a voice of a trumpet talking with him, then come up hither, and I will show you things. It's not a rapture. It's showing them the things, John, the things of faith. Show you things that must come to pass hereafter. Well, that's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, just showing to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Then signified it, that's sealed, by his angel under John. And John will be in the literal spirit of Elijah before the second coming of the Lord Jesus, as Jesus stated in Matthew 17. When he came off the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John, seeing Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, it was not Moses working the kingdom miracles or the judgment miracles, Elijah working the kingdom miracles or restoration miracles. It was a Christ in Moses and Elijah. And Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. The Father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works. There, Jesus only did redemption miracles, that he is the resurrection and the life. Moses did judgment miracles was not Moses, it was Christ in Moses. And Elijah did restoration miracles or kingdom miracles. And it was not Elijah doing those. It was Christ in him, as we see in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, all spoke by the Spirit of Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ is that Spirit, first and foremost. So we're going to see in the revelation of Jesus Christ that he is God, he is the Father, there is no other God, and that's the bottom line. There, howbeit, in the days of his flesh, that that Spirit of Christ that was in those Old Testament prophets when it signified, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. The sufferings of Christ is Christ, the Spirit, manifest in a body of flesh and blood. Christ is the invisible Spirit, manifest in Christ, the invisible Spirit, reveal God manifest in the flesh, the mystery of godliness, and that is God was manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. And we're picking up with that word of God 
that's given to us in the last days, not a Pentecostal glory, a final last day glory, a latter rain glory. And it's revealed here as the trumpet is talking with John in throne room revelation, a higher revelation than Pentecost in the sanctuary, going within the veil in a different total radical change difference in the seasons. We see in Revelation 5, I saw in the right hand of him, in that right hand is the Greek epi ten dexion. That means in that hand or upon that right hand in that power of God, not a little car being a physical right hand, but dexios and means to be elevated, to be raised up. And that right hand, Jesus said at the right hand of God, is for us, for the body of Christ. It's written to us. So that right hand is where we're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where did Jesus go? Just as Jesus stated in Revelation 3.21. The him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, S-I-T, like a position, to sit with me in my throne. We're made to sit, S-I-T, together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is what he wrought to usward that believe in Ephesians 1. How did? Where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, a subtle state of glory always has been, always will be. That is that nothing changed there in the glory that Jesus is always and has been the Spirit of God. How did, for our sakes, when he was raised from the dead, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, he made the justification, sanctification, and ultimate glorif- glorification available to us. He's always been God, but he made it available for us. He prepared us a place, many mansions in there, and his father's house, many mansions. We're not so I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That is revealed in Revelation 4, the four and 20 seats there for the throne of God and four and 20 elders sending upon them the priesthood. Then we see four beasts, lion, man, calf, and eagle as we stated in that first uh, part one of the Bibliotheum, the little book. Now we're seeing the work of it. What, what are they going to do? What is the work of the ministry that we're all called for? You individually as a member of the body of Christ, that we frame together for that work of the ministry that we're all called for. We need to know what that is. Because if we do not do the will of God, we will not have entrance into the kingdom of heaven, just as Jesus stated in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, because we did not do the will of God. They're going to begin to profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name, prophesied in your name, cast out devils in your name. Then he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. When there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God in in obedience unto righteousness, which 
yields the peaceable fruits of holiness. Through obedience, we have to obey the Spirit of God. Therefore, in the right hand, that is Epiten Dexion, Dexios, an elevation, not a physical right hand. It means power. It means the power of God. It means the glory. And in that right hand, or upon that right hand, we find they have him that sat on that throne. That's for us. If it says S-I-T or S-A-T, sit or sat, positional, it refers to the body of Christ. We're in it. He, Jesus, ahead, we, the body of the Christ. If it's S-E-T, Jesus, as he stated in Revelation 3.21, even as I overcame and him set, S-E-T, a forever subtle state of glory, S-E-T, down with the Father in his throne, he's always been God and always will be God. Not positional, he is. He is uh, the God Almighty, even in the days of his flesh, no man has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, the only begotten God, the only begotten One, which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him, because he is that Spirit, Spirit manifest. Well, that's what we're seeing here in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, S-A-T, meaning the body of Christ, and we have a part in that, in the work of the ministry. And it says... There was a book. That book is a Bibliorydian. The Biblion is the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. The last book in the Word of God is a Bibliorydian. The Bibliorydian is that little book which is the total summation in the final work of God manifest, revealed, unveiled, the revelation, the revealing of Jesus Christ's that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things. Those are the things of faith. There are many things that he said, I need to tell you, disciples, yet you're not able to believe it. You're not able to bear it now because you're in a different season. You're not able to bear it. And when the Holy Ghost has come, the Comforter, he'll speak of me for all the Father's given is given unto me and show you things which will come to pass. That's exactly the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. The seals are signets. This is the heartstring of God. These are the heartstrings of God, which are seven. David's a man after God's own heart. The heart of God, the very essence and his being and revealing to us is by faith the righteousness of God by faith. And to understand that, Jesus, someone had to break those seals. It was God himself. No man could do it. Not Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Peter, James, John, Paul, nobody. This man has entered into the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 3, 6, 15 to 16. So here is that book. And we find... This Bibliorydian, this little book, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in your Bible, to reveal unto us servants, not the national Israel, things which must shortly come to pass. 
This is not fulfilled in Titus son of Vespasian in destroying the temple in 70 A.D. John is writing this 90-92 A.D. This is things that still must come, shortly come to pass. These are the things of faith. And he says, and that book of Bibliorridion, the little book, that book of the Revelation, that if you add anything to it, the plagues of this book will be added to you. You're dealing with the heartstrings of God. Or if you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, well, your name will be taken out of the holy city and blotted out of the book of life. Very serious. We're dealing with the heartstrings of God, his very heart. And it was sealed with seven seals. The seals are signets. S-I-G-N sign, Aloftov, E-T, Aloftov. That is the A to the Z. Full circle. Full cycle. And that is in the revelation of Jesus Christ, faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's called the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. It's the faith of Jesus. Now, as we see this book, and John goes on and says, I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. There's that trumpet voice. Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? The signs aloft of the progressive glory of God now revealed to the saints of God, not to national Israel, to the church of the living God. No man, no man can approach into nor see this. First Timothy 6, 15 to 16. No man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look their own to have that revelation. John said, I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon, can't receive it. These are things that will be revealed to the church that could only be revealed by the Lord in the last season of God tabernacle. That's the reason why. In the line, man, calf, and eagle, in the living creatures of Zoe, the four beasts before the throne of God, along with the four and twenty elders. They are the redeemed of the Lord. But we find it specifically the cherubim of glory in Hebrews 9, verse 5, where the worldly sanctuary with a divine service, that Paul states the cherubim of glory, Hebrews 9, verse 5, the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. Why couldn't he? Because it's at the time of the end in the last season of God and not in Pentecost. The Pentecostal glory is not anywhere near the glory now to be revealed in our Lord Jesus Christ to the church, not to national Israel, to the church, servants of God that will receive it and be sealed in their forehead, uh, receiving the word of God. And those are the ones that not only look and read the words of the prophecy of this book, but keep the sayings of this book in obedience. So therefore, John said, I went much. No man was able. Jesus is the only man 
who is God, the only begotten God, the monogamous theos. He's the only begotten son, the monogamous heels. He is the only begotten one, the Yaqid, a sole, solitary, unique one. Before him, there was no God formed, neither shall be after him. In the volume book is written, Me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared me. God prepared himself a body. And here we find he is revealed. And one of the elders, the four and twenty elders, and one of them said unto John, Weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. Notice he didn't say the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Well, that is the suffering Messiah, Hamashiach ben Yosef, the suffering Messiah. Then now we're talking about Hamashiach ben David, the Messiah who is God revealed in glory, not in a humiliated state, but in full power, in full glory. The line of the tribe of Judah, not the offspring of David, being the man, the flesh, but the root of David, the father of David, the Lord Jehovah, the spirit of God that he is, the root of David uh, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. It's sealed in the heartstrings of God only to be revealed to those that have a pure heart. They're the only ones that's going to see God. The seven seals are the seven signets these are the heartstrings of God himself revealed only in and through Jesus Christ in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. Therefore, the world will never see it. The worldly church will never see it. One verse, Charlie's, will never see it. Those that seek God with all their heart in obedience unto righteousness, unto the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, only those will see it and receive the seal of the living God of that seven seals in their forehead. They're the fathers that know him. That's from the beginning, the word of God. As he says, I behold, I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, capital L-A-M-B, God, that Man Christ Jesus, whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ. There is Acts 2.36, the Lamb who is the Lord, who is that spirit? That Adam that was made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15.45. There's your bottom revelation that Jesus Christ, the man, is God. That's the bottom line. And all the work in judgment, seals, trumpets, and vows will reveal the unveiling that only Jesus is that God. The man is God, always has been and always will be God, who took on a body of flesh to save us that were under the law, made of a woman, made an under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. And says, this lamb, as it had been slain, having... Take a look, seven horns, horns of the power, and seven eyes. What are the seven eyes, seven horns? Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. 
the Holy Ghost, Christ himself, the Spirit of God. The Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. And we find the seven spirits there that we mentioned in part one, that you will see these seven spirits listed of a sevenfold, sevenfold spirit of the one Spirit of God in Isaiah 11, verse 2. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Now, somebody said, now, well, there's got to be two. No, because him that sat upon the throne is the Lord Jesus Christ, the ancient of days, the spirit. That's an eternal office of the father. The son there includes us, the body of Christ. And sit or sat is the place that he has prepared for the body of Christ, us, individual members of the body of Christ, making but one body, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who is above all, Father of us all, and in us all, Ephesians 4. There we see that he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, and when he does this, in this full revealing of who he is in seven perfection in all truth, not partial truth in all truth, not just one verse in a Romans 10, nine or an Acts two thirty eight. Those are babies. Those are newborn babes desiring that says, see on miracle, the word they may grow thereby, but they have their growth. Then they're little children. We've grown up. They're since forgiven for his name's sake. And they, they know that he's the father. Now they have the revelation. Jesus is the father. The lamb of God is the father, not only the offspring of David, but the root of David, the father of David. There we have that truth that Jesus, the man is God. And when he had taken this book, the lamb of God, he is the one through taking on a body of flesh and blood and by doing so, we're a bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, those that are in, by, and through Christ for the work of the ministry, the body of Christ. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, notice how it includes the four beasts and the four and 20 elders, it means the king priesthood, fell down before the lamb having every one of them harps and golden vows full of the odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Notice they sing a new song. This is the song of the Lamb, the song of redemption. They're the redeemed. They ones, only the ones that are redeemed can sing this song. And this will show to us and prove that the four and 20 elders and the four beasts the lion, man, calf, and eagle, the cherubim, are not angels. They are the redeemed of the Lord. They sang the song of the redeemed, and they sang a new song. They sung a new song, and that is the, the Shura, masculine, the song of the Lamb, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Only Jesus the Son of God, the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood by shedding his own precious 
righteous, holy blood has the right to open the seal. Because God manifests in the flesh, we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. Therefore, we have to lay down our lives for the brethren. And he says, only he is worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof, for you were slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood, by thy blood of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, the whole world. Not only did he die for those that will be saved, but for the whole world. He tasted death for every man. This is true life that lighteth every man that cometh to the world. We see it here in every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. It's God through providing himself and making himself a body of flesh and blood that he shed his holy righteous blood. God manifests in the flesh. His own body, his own flesh and blood, redeeming his own human back to himself. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. It's a whole work all in him, by him, and through Christ alone, who is God, who is manifest in the flesh, and hath made us unto our God kings and priests. Who are they? They're the four and twenty elders of priesthood, and the four beasts being the king, and we shall reign on the earth. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about, the throne and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, even thousands of thousands. No millions or trillions written there because there's thousands and myriads of thousands. Sing with a loud voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard us saying, Blessing, honor, glory, power unto him that sitteth, S-I-T, upon the throne, that's including us, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. That's how we're redeemed. And the four beasts said, Amen. They're the redeemed. The beasts are not angels. The cherubim are not angels. They are the redeemed of the Lord. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. No trinity, no binary, no two-ness, no oneness where the man's not God but has God in him. The true Jesus-only doctrine of Christ will be revealed in the last days. And the Biblia Iridium, the little book, as what Ezekiel will see, having that same honey to the mouth and bitter to the belly. And we'll see that's a voice of a multitude, the voice of a host, the voice of the Almighty God. It's the voice, the, the ministry voice of Jesus in and through the body of Christ. And that's the reason why it's given to us to know these things the faith of Jesus to proclaim the everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations. And then the end will come. The Biblia Iridium, 
The Biblia Ridian is that little book, and what does it mean? This book that is in or on that right hand of God, that epiten dexios, dexion, on that right hand, an elevation and a glory. And it will be revealed in through the body of Christ. And as we take a look at this, we see this little book that is going to be given to Ezekiel. Ezekiel means strengthened of God. It's same as Boaz, and it is strength, which is one of the pillars of Solomon's temple of the two legs that the temple stands on in the temple man. Joachim, God will prepare. Boaz, in it is strength. Those are the two legs of the Logos, of which this the thigh or the legs of the church for the mobility to cover the whole world. And we find in Ezekiel, the second chapter, we see that Ezekiel is told as son of man, and very important that we understand son of man, that Jesus, his favorite saying of himself was son of man some 81 times. And he said in John 3.13, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. Son of man has nothing to do with flesh. As what has been told, it's the kingdom office of the spirit of God. Basically, Jesus is the head and we, the body of the Christ, in the kingdom office, and that's the reason why judgment's given to the Son of Man, because he is the Son of Man, which will allow judgment being given to the saints of the Most High God, and we will, at that time, rule and judge angels in that that time to come, in that kingdom age of the thousand-year millennial reign. It includes the body of Christ. Now, in Ezekiel 2, verse 7, and it's told Ezekiel, and Ezekiel, you shall speak my words unto them, where they will hear or where they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. Kind of like the world today. Very few are even concerned about God by going their own way. More concerned about the economy or crime in the streets or whatever than they are about God. And God will get our attention through judgments. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be thou not rebellious like unto that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat that I give you. Eat the good word of God and tasting of the powers of the world to come in that Bibliaridian. Now, notice he says, uh, and you eat what I give you. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me. There's that hand of God, the yod. The Yud, or the number 10 of the Hebrew abecedary, the hand of God. And that hand, the Yud, was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. That's a sefer. It's a fur, the way you want to pronounce it. That roll of a book was therein in that hand. The same we see in the Bibliaridian and the book of the Revelation. That in Revelation 5, that John sees that book, that Biblia written, and in and upon that hand is that Biblia written, 
Meridian with that book that has seven seals, the heartstrings of God. This book there, which was in the hand of that Yud, he spread it before me, Ezekiel said, and it was written within and without, before and behind, just like Revelation 5. And there was written therein, lamentations, mourning, and woe. Those are the last three trumpets in the trumpet judgments of God. Woe, 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 being in the inhabitants of the earth by the reason of those other three angels yet to sound. Those are woe trumpets. The last trumpet is not the seventh trumpet. It has been taught. The trump of God is the last trumpet and the last trump will be blown and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's not the seventh trumpet because we still have the vials of the judgment of God and the wrath of God filling up the wrath of God still to go through yet. But we have, and that's the reason why, that there's two wings of a great eagle given to the church, not to national Israel in Revelation 12, given to us where we fly into the wilderness, where we have a place prepared of God, where we're nourished from the face of the serpent for a time, times and dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months of the time of the great tribulation. We're going through it, and we will see Blessed and holy is he that hath part in that first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power. From the time the daily sacrifice is set, is set forth, an abomination that, uh, that maketh desolate set up, shall be 1,290 days. But blessed be he that cometh to the 1,305 and 30 days. 1,335 days, 45 days longer. Why? Because uh, they went through the great tribulation and uh, were there alive and remain called together to meet the Lord in the air. We find that great work of God in the sealing of the service of God with these seven seals in their forehead. It's the word of God. These are the fathers in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. Him that's from the beginning is the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. This is the Bibli Oridian, which is the little book revealing the unveiling of Jesus Christ in His glory, that He is that Spirit. What a day. What a wonderful time in the time, times, and a half, three and a half years of the work of the ministry and through the body of Christ in the latter reign in the spirit of Elijah, which is John, you, the body of Christ. That's the reason why John, when the seven thunders were going to utter their voices and he was about to write, he heard it. He heard the seven thunders utter their voices. Lightning is the effulgence of the revelation of the word. The thunder is the understanding of it. And after you see in that revelation, the effulgence of that light, you have revelation. Then as we ponder and uh, we feast on that word of God, the understanding and the depth of it comes into our bones as the faith is tried by fire that it come forth as pure gold. And at that point, John was about to write. He said, write it not what the seven thunders their voices uttered. 
Then he said, take that book, that little book, that Bibliaridian, this revelation of Jesus, this unveiling of Jesus in full glory and eat all of it, not part of it. This is not partial truth. This is not Pentecostal truth. This is not for a one verse Charlie that think I've got one verse and I'm going to heaven. This is for the ones that know that the children of the kingdom will be cast out, that you have to come on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto perfection in order and do the will of God in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. This is for you. God's bringing this body to Christ, the body of Christ together, and the, that unity of the faith that he has fitly framed together and compacted it, sealed it. No devil can get in through the measure of every part, the measure of faith given to each individual part, coming to the perfect revelation of Jesus Christ and through the body of Christ. And that unto the knowledge of the Son of God. That's a perfect mirror image of Jesus. Not gnosko, not knowing Jesus after the Spirit and not after the flesh in a general knowledge, having the Spirit of God in you, but through obedience unto righteousness, growing up in him in all things and holiness. That's epi gnosko, epi much higher glory to the full image of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's our high calling. And that is what he is being revealed to John in Revelation 5, to John in Revelation 10, that he's going to be the one that is going to prophesy again, preach again, proclamate this gospel to all kindreds, nations, kindreds, and tongues. All? Is God going to raise John from the dead to do this? Of course not. It's the body of Christ. And as John, in the spirit of Elijah, that truly must first come and restore all things and all truth. And that is why it is so essential to understand there's no pre-tribulation rapture. Acts 3, 20 and 21 states that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, the restoration of all things, the restitution of all things in truth given to the body of Christ. Going up into him in all things and all truth, so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. The sealing is essential. Therefore, it's written within and without, just as it was told, John, in uh, Revelation 10, eat you all of this book. you got to take it out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. you got to be stirred up. you got to be seeking God with all your heart, diligently with everything you have. And... The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. Nobody's going to give it to you. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men press their way into it. You got to press. Just like Paul said, I'm not perfect yet. He wrote 14 books of the New Testament. If you give him uh, that he did write Hebrews, some say he didn't. It was a protege of his being Apollos or whatever, a silver-tongued orator of Alexander who died still. We uh, hold that it is truly Paul. But regardless, the truth is there. Wrote 14 books of the New Testament, and he said, I'm not already perfect. I haven't been perfected yet. Neither have I already attained. But 
I'm trying to reach forth to those things, forgetting those things which are behind, the things that were that were in the truth and the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. But I'm reaching to those things which are before, greater truth. Trying to being, apprehend that, the spirit is that, the Lord is that spirit, trying to hip, apprehend that of which he is apprehended of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pressing toward the mark. That's a tav, not the beginning of the race, not little children, not young men, but fathers. Just as Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, not the things of, of faith that a child knows, but full grown, instructed in the word of righteousness, Hebrews 5. And Paul said, I'm pressing toward that mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is that? That's the 420 elders and the four beasts into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto perfection. And that's where and what the unveiling, the revelation of Jesus Christ will do, giving us the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We have to eat all of it. Not just one verse, Charlie's, and say, that's it, and we're saved. Those will not see it the ones that will press toward that mark, not the beginning, but the full run, the race, and obtain the prize. Don't you know that all runneth in a race, but only one winneth a prize, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, that's the king priesthood, the full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection, growing up in him in all things, uh, all true, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. There's a mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is are the only ones. The mind of Christ being the essential necessity for those to be sealed in Revelation 7, the apocalyptic sealing. Only those will be sealed. This come on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Not just those that are overcome in Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter. They're the young man that's overcome the wicked one. The word of God is strong in them. Wonderful. But they have to go on. The full-grown fathers may wean from the milk and full age, having their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. That's where we are. He expects it. Not only expects it, he requires it. It's a commandment. Be ye therefore holy, even as your Father in heaven is holy. Matthew 5. Well, there's the role. The same role that John takes he took it and ate all of it. It was sweet to his mouth as honey. We're going to see the same thing too here in Ezekiel. It'll be honey to his mouth, sweetness. In the revelation of the word of God, just as Jonathan, the son of Saul, whenever he put his sword into the honey and tasted it, brought it to his lips, his eyes were open. It was enlightened. Butter and honey shall everyone eat that's left in the land the remnant. And uh, that is the revelation of the word of God, the honey. But it was, it will be bitter to your belly. That's the sufferings of the word of God, lamentation, mourning, and woe. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. Think it not strange, the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice. And as much as you are protectors of Christ's sufferings, and the glory of God resteth upon you. We're talking about the little book, the Bibliorridian, 
that little book there that is the full revelation of Jesus Christ in the book of this prophecy. That's the little book. It's so important that we cannot add or take away from without losing salvation. It has to be right and hit the mark in all truth. And therefore, it's written on the front and the backside, just as it is in Revelation 5. And in John, he eats that book in Revelation 10. It's sweet to his mouth as honey, and it was bitter to his belly. And it was told John, which is the body of Christ, John, you must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings to the whole world. You're going to be preaching to all the world. Well, that's John in the last days for as John the Baptist forerun Jesus' second coming, I'm first coming, sorry, in the spirit of Elijah. So John, that's the revelator, that's showing to us servants things which must shortly come to pass. In the spirit of Elijah, will forerun Jesus' second coming. And we must be obedient to do that unto righteousness, yielding the peaceable fruits of holiness, the divine nature of God, through the exceedingly great and precious promises given to us through obedience, that we escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature, holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Well, we see Ezekiel. He said, uh, Moreover, the Lord said unto me, Son of man, notice that Son of man. That includes us. Why? Because the Son of man is the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. Jesus, the head, we, the individual members of the body of Christ, make it but one man fills heaven and an earth, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named that name Jesus. Eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speaking to the house of Israel. Speak it. Not only be a hearer of the word, but a doer and proclaim it. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. He said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it? and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Same as John. It's before and behind. It's before that which has been and shall be in this present day truth before the second coming of Jesus. He said to me, Son of man, go get thee into the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. The Lord told us there, on the 19th of January, 2019. And with the visitation of the Lord after preaching in a Messiah travel church in Transamera, Kenya, Africa, seal my people by my word. As I send the angel from the east having the seal of the living God, so send I you. It was very profound. It shook us up. And so we started the podcast since then. We'll be doing streaming down over many, many different sites. That is a new thing we're doing, as well as traveling to various cities where we want to meet you, shake hands with you, be one with you. We're hitting the road with it. We need to hear from you. Speak my words. Now, notice that as he does this, notice the voice. In the forehead, this is in the forehead now, not just 
a general observance of the word of God and general things of how to live your life. But the last day work of the ministry and the revealing of Jesus Christ in all the world for a witness in all nations. Notice that he says in Ezekiel 3, verse 8, just as we see in Revelation 7, Behold, I have made thy face. Now, the face is always the glory. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel, in the 30th year, that is the year of the priesthood, for a priest, the high priest takes his office at age 30. Ezekiel, son of Buzi, takes his office at age 30 as a high priest. And he says at that time, he saw visions of God. Jesus, being about the age of 30, begins his ministry as our great high priest in the order of Melchizedek. And I made thy face, that's the glory. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. And he has the four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. We see that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And now we're in that same glory in our face with all our open face, beholding is in a glass, the glory of the Lord, or changed into the same image under perfection from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And he said, Thy face is going to be stronger, my thy face strong against their faces, what they think the glory of God is. There's only one truth, one way, one truth, one life. And thy forehead strong against their foreheads. And that's the reason we're sealed, the servants of God in their foreheads. There's the flint. There's the word of God. As an adamant, harder than flint, have I made thy forehead. In other words, the word of God, sealed in the saint's forehead in Revelation 7, will be stronger and greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. And when you speak, that proceeding word of God will come out of your mouth as a fire, proceeding out of their mouth. The proceeding word of God, and then this matter shall they be killed. That means uh, that your forehead is stronger in than their forehead because he sealed you there, the word of God. Fear them not. Do not fear the world. Neither be dismayed at their looks. Though they be a rebellious out, they're going to be against you. You're in the world. You're not of the world. You will speak the truth. And the Lord will lift you up for his great name's sake, for his glory. More be said to me, son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. In other words, be obedient unto righteousness. And go get thee to them of the captivity and to the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them, thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear, whether they will forbear. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. Then the Spirit took me up and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing, the rushing mighty wind, saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. Where's the glory revealed? We're going to see that it comes over the threshold of the house, over the cherubim, because they will be the ones spearheading the last day move of God to all the world, for Winston all nations. I heard also the noise of the wings of the living creatures. The living creatures in Revelation 4 and 5, the same living creatures that Ezekiel is seeing here in Ezekiel 1 through 10. 
the noise of the wings. The wings is what you flap on the wind of doctrine. Those are eagle wings. Lion, man, oxen, eagle. And that touched one another. The body of Christ come together in the unity of the faith. And the noise of the wheels over against them. The spirit of the living creatures is in the wheels. And a noise of a great rushing. There's your rushing mighty wind. That was uh, that former rain in Acts the second chapter. Now, Revelation 5, there's your latter rain. The little book, the Biblia Ridian, now being revealed in and through the body of Christ. Notice. Though the Spirit lifted me up, the body of Christ lifting up, the body of Christ being lifted up by the Spirit of God and took me away, did not go into heaven. It's a revelation of the Word. And I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit, indignation, but righteous indignation, being angry and sinning not for the Lord God. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. And what are these? These are the watchmen. The ones that do not receive the word will be a snare upon Mispah, the watchtower. They will not believe it. They will say the former rain, the former store, the old is better. The old store is better. The old wineskin is better. But this new wine, this new thing, this Bibliaridian, the Bibliaridian, must be put into new wineskins. It's the new wine, the new thing that God is doing. It's a radical change from Pentecost to tabernacles. And he says that at that time, that that it came to pass at the end of seven days, there's your seven, that the word of the Lord came to him saying, I've made you a watchman unto the house of Israel. Hear my word, proceeding word, and give them warning from me. Lift up, spare not, show my people their sin. Somebody said, we haven't sinned. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it's sin. If we sit back and we're not moving in the spirit of God, he said, woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. We have to be stirred up, walking in the light as he's in the light, in present truth. Then we have fellowship one with another in blood flow, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We must be in that proceeding truth of God in present truth. And that's what the Bibliaridian is doing in the little book, which is now given to us, to those that are the epitendexion. That is, uh, that receive this book at the hand of God and bringing forth unto perfection. This new thing that God is doing, the new wine, and that we must be new wineskins prepared, making our priest chambers that we will be able to enter into. For this last day work of God, sealed by the Holy Ghost with the Spirit of God until we receive the promised possession, we will not be able to stand without it. And that is why in the forehead that we will be more adamant, stronger than their foreheads and the face being stronger than their face, the glory being the glory of God that stands against all the wiles of Satan. Well, there you have it. That's a Bibliaridian, the little book in the angel's hand. It's a new thing. Tune in. We're going deeper. We're just scratching the tip of the Word of God here. 
as the last day work of the ministry is coming forth now to the body of Christ. Well, Holy Ghost is born witness with your spirit. We'd like to hear from you. You can call me, leave a message. I'll get right back to you. That is country code one plus nine zero three seven four six four eight eight five. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box two nine zero six, Longview, Texas, zip code seven five six zero six. Or you can drop us a message or question there on sailinggodspeople.org, sailinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings whereby we can keep the podcast coming to you over the different sites. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.